Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome along to another Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. Thanks for your downloads, which have now put us in the top 10 of worldwide automotive podcasts. In this episode, it's the second one with Matt roving around the NEC at the February show. And in this podcast, he speaks to the suppliers of a great new product which alerts you to damp in the motorhome or caravan. An author who has something to say about how we treat our precious countryside. And also a great tip from a listener on how you can save money when you take your pets abroad. Do you own a motorhome, caravan, campervan or tent? Head to thatleisureshop.com for all your outdoor living essentials. Outdoor furniture, leisure vehicle spares, accessories and more. Visit us in-store or shop online. Thatleisureshop.com. Quote the discount code at the checkout, Motorhome Matt, for £10 off when you spend just £100. Thatleisureshop.com. Proud to bring you the Motorhome Matt podcast. Ready for the adventure. But first, Motorhome Matt bumped into a YouTuber friend. As an industry, we've seen a huge growth in the number of YouTube channels, vlogs and useful content that's appearing online. We're here with a Roman Radford. You've had a busy one, haven't you? What have you been up to? Well, we spent December in, the, in Florida and we're just getting ready and starting our plans for the rest of the year now. But for, the, yeah. but for the show, yeah, we've been doing our talks on the Camping and Caravan Club stand yeah. and on the Inspirational Theatre as well. Yeah, and you've been on Alco as well, is that right? We're doing a, a subscriber meetup on the Alco stand, yeah. A subscriber meetup? Yeah, yes. absolutely. I'm guessing that scratches your itch. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribers want to come and meet us, they want to come and say hi, they want to have a selfie, they want to grab a sticker. So tell us, I'm intrigued by how this all came about for you guys. So for me, I've been in the industry a little while and I wanted to share the stuff, the nerdy stuff that's full of my head. But for you, it's a different story, isn't it? You've been motorhoming, you said, since 2000 and... When did you say? Seven? Fifteen years. I'd have to do yeah. the, the maths of when and we 2007, started. 2007, I think. 2007. And yeah. we've had several motorhomes in that time. We even had a caravan for, for one of the years at one point. We left it on a campsite for the whole summer. Steve went into work. The boys and I just stayed on the campsite and had a lovely time. Which, which meant I could buy a Range Rover, which was which a good thing. <laughs> So you've been motorhoming and caravanning, but how did the channel come about? We was at the subscriber meetup with Darren, the Urban Motorhome, and the other YouTubers, and it was just a good bunch of guys. So I, I just felt, you know what, I'd like to join the community there and share our travels, because we travel a lot throughout Europe right. for the summer. And I, I thought we want to come from an angle where maybe we can, people would be interested to watch our travels, and they are. Mm. They have been. We'd actually met a lot of the, the original YouTubers at rallies in the year before hadn't we so we kind of made friends and developed some relationships and then when we came here it was really exciting to 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 feel the energy as we're walking around well i have to say last year at this show i obviously hadn't been on for a couple of years i was amazed how many branded hoodies there were walking around (laughs) with all these youtube names on i mean that was you to start with wasn't it as well (laughs) right yeah we had a big part of that. We, 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 offer embroid- we offer embroidery as well through my business. <laughs> so stop. Stickers, embroidery, all promotional items. So why not make use for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you embroider a Jules or a, or a Ralph Lauren check shirt? Of course I can. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but it's been a huge boom, isn't there, in the number of people that are taken here, walking around a show and putting their life through a lens 
yeah. you know, and putting it out to the public. But what I mean, I don't really do that. You know, I, I communicate information and stuff. It's different for you. I, I'm trying to understand why do you want to do that. We enjoy sharing our lives, I'd say. And in fact, we also have another brand called Camp Creator. And I think there's over 250 members um, in there. And the, the members there are YouTubers that have got at least 100 subscribers on their channel. And they're all in the van life, motorhome, travel community. So we have a, a group on Facebook. And if you've got 100 subscribers, you can join that group and talk YouTube with other fellow YouTubers. Okay, yeah. But, but my question is why? You say you enjoy sharing your life, but why? I guess I'm a big show off, mate. We got there. Yeah, he's a great big show off. <laughs> You're a big show off teddy bear, really, aren't you? I just, you know, absolutely, absolutely. What about for you, Lindsay? I mean, did you have a choice? No. <laughs> it was along for the ride. But we have made a lot of friends within the community, yeah. and, and that's lovely. Yeah. And then when we do come to these events, we get to meet subscribers, and actually they tell us the impact our videos have had on them. So yes. the number of people who have bought Kentikis, because we have a Kentiki, right. that helps the dealers and it helps the people who are buying them as well. So that feels quite nice. And then there are just people, everyone here, when they see us, they want to be nice, they're happy to see us. And we've got teenagers, so we'll get that wherever we can, because they're not that happy to see us very often. <laughs> no, I can relate to that. I can relate to that very much. Well, you're right, it's a really tight-knit community, isn't it? And I mean, we found that within the podcast community, it's brilliant. It's Everyone wants to help each other. It's exactly the same in the motorhome caravan industry, both in terms of YouTubers, but also the industry generally. All the resellers are the same. We're all good mates. You know, We had our friends then on the stand. You, you saw them. That was the MD and sales director of, of Maypole. Right. They're, they're just here for a great chat. And it's a lovely community, isn't it? And we are, absolutely, we're feeling a big part of the community the last couple of years. And we've been around networking with everyone in the industry and we've made very, very welcome. It's a good community to be part of. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the difference. You network, I make friendships as well. <laughs> as well. Yeah. We do make them as friendships, but... <laughs> He's just interested different. in the fame, though. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Well, can I say, on behalf of our industry, if I dare... It is great to have you. We really appreciate you both. Thank you. And, Thank you. and you raise the profile of a lifestyle that many of us love. And I think you're incredibly brave. I take my hat off to you. Thank and, you. And you make us all feel like we know and love you. And I know that's not true. You know, <laughs> you know people come up to you and go, yeah, hi, guys. And you think, who are you? you know. Well, we have had a lot of people um, saying we bought a motorhome because of you. Yeah. Right. Isn't it? And it's great. Yeah. And we have people that still follow us that don't have a motorhome. We've had two people meet us today. They've got tents. And they're aspiring to get a motorhome. So if we can inspire people to come into the industry, then that's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to not talk to me. I really appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, mate, you know. And uh, we'll talk stickers and embroidery later. Let's do that. And keep uh, the podcast is fantastic, guys. Thank so keep you. going with it. Really appreciate it. All right. Now, I love an innovation and a new product launch at any show, and this show is no exception. However, we're backstage, as it were, on the Grove product stand. It's a wholesale stand, so it's not open to the general public. But Grove have brought to the UK a brand new product. It's been launched in the UK today. It's a product called Avara. I'm here with Banked. I'm the sales and marketing officer in the company. Fantastic. So you're here from Norway where this product yes. was made. Yes. I'm going to take the lid off and there you go. You can't eat them. No. <laughs> they are moist sensors. They are installed in a motorhome or caravan and they will continuously measure for moist and the temperature inside the construction. So this is a water ingress detection system that is on all, all day, every day. 
instead of just checking your moisture and your leakages once a year, they will do it every day. The whole thing, the reason to install this is actually to avoid getting large damages because we know that caravans and motorhomes, they leak and we have to have a way of dealing with it. So this is a way to live with it and reduce the amount of damage. You can do the repairs in the middle of the busy season for the dealer because it's a small thing when you discover it early. And of course, the value of your caravan and motorhome stays higher because you don't get those big uh, damages that you don't want. There is a monthly subscription of £7 per month, is that right? That's correct. Then that covers all your telecosts and uh, website access and everything you need. And this is completely maintenance free as well? Yes, it's maintenance free. You just connect it to the 12 volt with the fuse on the wire and that's all. The interesting part is that when the dealer gets this uh, a motorhome with this installed uh, traded in, he can check and really verify that this this motorhome is really dry, and that's one of those conflicts that happens pretty often because you think you buy a dry motorhome and it turned out it was wet. Does this, it save the history then as well? Can that be logged exactly. into and viewed? Yes, we save the history of this for all time. So when you sell your motorhome with a system like this, you do an owner transfer and we delete all personal information and we keep the moist information. Right. So it can stay there for the length of the life of the motorhome. And the new owner just takes over the subscription. Exactly. So the installation costs are going to vary based on the dealer's hourly rate, but we budget for two hours of that. £7 a month for the subscription. Exactly. What does the hardware cost? £680-odd to purchase? Yeah, approximately 650 680 suggested retail price. Yes. I think it's a game changer. I think this is is a way of protecting your motorhome from the evil that is damp. Yes, and and the evil damp is going to be there. It has come to stay. And I think instead of fighting it and say it never happens, learn to live with it and and have a good communication with your customers because this will reduce the number of of, uh, complaints and the big damages. Nobody is earning money on big damages. No. And are manufacturers engaging with this yet and fitting them in the factories from new? Not yet, but uh, we wanted to. We have had this in the market now for a year and a half in the Nordic countries, and they've been well accepted. And we wanted to do that before we start approaching the uh, the manufacturers. Some of them have seen it. They all said we want to test this, uh, but now we're coming back and say it works. Please go ahead. Bank, I think it's brilliant. I think, as Good. I say, it's a game changer. Yeah. Good luck with it. Is. Thank you. It's very welcome here in the UK where we get a lot of rain. I know. I'm from the west coast of Norway, so that's the other side of it. So I'm here with the host of the Inspiration Theatre at the February NEC show 2023, Sarah Roberts. So not all of us here would know who you are, but you are prolific in the world of conservation and wildlife. Tell us a bit about your background. It's fascinating. I would say the vast majority of people wouldn't have a clue who I am here, but some of them may have seen my books. For one part, a children's author. This is one hat that I have. Um, So I've got a series of three books, three picture books, which are used in schools in the UK and in lots of countries abroad. The first one, Somebody Swallowed Stanley, has appeared on CBBS by somebody much better looking than me reading it out, Tom Hardy. This is Tom Hardy, the actor. Tom Hardy, the American actor, yes. The one from Batman. Yeah, (laughs) what a claim. 
I know, I know. Yeah, um, I, I did joke about like recording the audio of that and then using it as a voicemail, but I did and I don't. <laughs> he did say my name on television. I did appreciate it, but yeah. So I've got a bunch of different children's books which are all tools to educate on environmental issues. So I work closely with schools. I have another series that's coming out soon, which is all about the world's wildest jobs which is a slightly older age group and I would like to say adults too can probably get a few ideas from that I know I did I probably spent the whole time writing that book and interviewing people and thinking am I actually doing the right job <laughs> one hat that I wear I guess is as an author and the other side is as an eco-journalist so I spend my time visiting different areas around the world and covering conservation issues complex environmental topics often all those gray areas that nobody really wants to talk about I find those really attractive so yeah I've kind of covered everything from um, recreational catch and release shark fishing and how that can be a useful tool in science to most recently looking at trophy hunting and rewilding of large areas of land in the face of climate change in Africa. So wow. um, all different all different things, and so, now I'm here on the stage. <laughs> and now you are in Birmingham. But you mentioned the grey area, and you're yes. attracted to grey areas. We have a huge topic in our podcast audience around wild camping, mm. which we refer to as parking up in a camper van in an area of outstanding natural beauty, perhaps, or a beautiful spot. Mm. Now, I happen to know that you live not far from us in the southwest of England, and you love going off in your camper van and exploring nature. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on this big topic that we call, incorrectly, I know, <laughs> wild camping. Yeah, it's a bit like wild swimming, isn't it? Is it really wild? Are you being chased by a crocodile or is it just swimming? I have a, a few secret spots that I treasure very, very dearly. And, you know, to get away to those places and to wake up in a field or on the edge of a cliff and, you know, get the surfboard out and go straight for a surf or get the boots on and go straight for a dog walk and a hike, it is you know something that's so 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 integral to my happiness about yeah. being in this country especially as somebody that's traveled all over the shop you know in covid this kind of thing and and the year after when we couldn't travel this was a thing that really saved me being able to actually appreciate what we've got on our own doorstep i totally totally empathize with people that have any worries about that being banned or changed in certain areas but then on the plus side, um, as somebody with a background in conservation and somebody who has literally seen human impacts all over the planet and in this country, I can also understand why places such as Dartmoor and other places would want to limit the amount of people that come and stay there overnight. What I will say is there's just like hunting responsible and irresponsible ways of doing things and unfortunately it's the irresponsible people that tend to ruin it for everyone because nobody wants to see their favorite area get trashed nobody wants to see a pile of rubbish or remnants that are left there but equally it's because of people that have such affinity and such love for those areas that that they're going to be protected for the future too so i think there's probably the c word you know compromise there's probably some middle ground there where everyone can win but i think that the overall goal should be to protect ecosystems protect the future of biodiversity in the uk and and respect nature that's already there 
but then it is it's a it's a catch-22 because also camping and just being out in nature it's such an important tool for connecting children and um, adults too you know to these areas and to want to protect them in the first place and one of the biggest problems that I think humanity has right now is a huge disconnect to the natural world. Changes in the law and you know older rules on Dartmoor which have recently occurred Mm. don't they just create a barrier for people to go and experience the countryside? Those that want to go to these areas, you know, those that already see the value, that have already experienced the value, you know, we're going to go no matter what. You know, if we have to pay a bit of extra money, we're probably going to do it because we're not going to stop visiting our favourite areas. We're going to moan about it. We're going to campaign against it probably, but we're still going to go. Those that have never experienced it, this is where the biggest problem comes. I deal with so many schools around the world, but... I'm working really hard right now to create events for inner city schools particularly because that's where I see the biggest barrier, the biggest disconnect, be that the funds to actually get out from inner city areas to these places, but then also because it's it's never been necessarily a priority for um, their culture or their family or the people around them then children just don't know what they're missing so so in that respect yeah it is a barrier but then we're aware it's going to be a barrier what are we going to do about it right yeah exactly and how do we change that I mean, yeah do we educate leas is it government where do we start Well, my biggest barrier for what I do has always been funding. I do as much as I physically can, but I do a lot of work where I don't get paid and I spend a lot of time uh, working up proposals, working up projects and sort of almost feeling like you're bashing your head against the wall trying to get them over the line. So I think places that have funding, that want to be associated with more causes or also places that have funding that don't but really should need to step up to the plate, you know. I think there's a lot of creative people in the world and there's a lot of people in the environmental and the science sector particularly that are horrendously underfunded that also bring great value to help solve a lot of these problems and there needs to be more connections made there between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, absolutely. So where do we find out more about you and follow what you're up to as a (laughs) passionate (laughs) campaigner and one I think we should support? Where can we find you? You can find my YouTube channel and my Instagram is the same handle. Um, It's Sarah's Real Job because for the last 10 years, my mum's always been asking when I'm going to get one. (laughs) It's it's been, you know, Sarah's Real Job by name and by nature. And then you can also find uh, more details of my work and and clips of some of the things I've been involved in on my website. So that's sarahrobertsofficial.com. I'm here at the NEC in February 2023 on possibly what is the brightest stand at the show. It's the Fiamma stand, and I'm here with a very important chap. This is the managing director of Fiamma globally. Charles, how are you? Very well, very well. It's really good to see you. I'm actually co-managing director with my cousin as well. I I just want to say that. It's important for us to say it. (laughs) You're not going to take all the glory. Yeah, I can. Now, Fiamma is a big household name in the UK. Thank you. Uh, And it's everywhere, isn't it? Everyone sees the bike racks, the awnings... How long has Fiamma been going? So uh, Fiamma was founded in 1945 uh, by my grandfather, Arnaldo Pozzi. And uh, as, when he passed uh, in the 60s, my grandmother took over. And then my father and my uncle came in as well. Okay. So, and we've been in the industry, I would say, since the 1980s. We started doing other products. And then the 80s, we got into the industry. Oh, into motorhomes, caravans. Into motorhomes, right, caravans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what's your best-selling product, would you say? Uh, the F45. 
yeah, so the, 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 the wind chiming. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. The wind sure. chiming, it's yeah. on everything, isn't it? Well, so we try. It's in your blood. Then, if we cut you in half, it says Fiamma. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I will bleed red. That's why it's uh, you know the red <laughs> color. Of course, <laughs> fantastic. So you're here at the show, and how's yes. it been for you? Oh, very good, very good. I mean, we, we love the show. Uh, it's uh, I think it's a very enthusiastic show. There's also lots of new innovation. I think, especially in the in the motor in the small vans converters. Yep. There's a lot of very exciting stuff happening. Yeah, and there's some innovation from Fiamma again this year, isn't there? Uh, a new uh, bike rack for the Ducato. Yeah, for three bikes or two e-bikes, right. which is uh, okay. a new one for us. Of course, so e-bikes are more and more popular, aren't they? Yeah, and they're also heavy. Yes, so, yeah, you know, so you it have needs to, a different bike rack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles, it's great to see you again. Such a pleasure. Thanks really. for coming over and joining thank us here in the UK at the show. You. It's thank lovely you. to see you. Yeah, have a good pleasure. rest of the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You too. So I'm here on our stand at the NEC show in February with Helen and Roger who are visiting the show. Now you guys were telling me how you've just been to Europe with your dog. What was your experience? It was very good because we were able to find a young couple of vets based in Portsmouth or near Portsmouth um, who will do all the paperwork for you for half the price of, of a normal vet. Now where do you live though? We live in Gloucestershire. Right, so not far from us. We're only in Bristol. Oh, right, uh, so yeah. you say you posted your paperwork off to these vets we, in Portsmouth, is that right? They're called Pass Pets, and they're down in Havant, Portsmouth. And we found mm-hmm. them online, which is only about 15 minutes from the ferry. Uh, we found them online, we contacted them. They booked us in to see for on the day of the ferry, but they asked us to get our vet to send the paperwork of yeah, our dog yeah. down by email yeah, to them. Paper talking about past history. It wasn't any of the actual paperwork to do. They wanted to know, to make sure that they were properly vaccinated for rabies and all that lot, and that's exactly the information that our own vet was able to supply to them. So your vet supplied them with all that information and then yep. they filled out the animal health certificate Correct. there. And then on arrival in Portsmouth, you popped in, you said you were there for 10 minutes, ten is that minutes, right? Literally 10 minutes, because they saw our dog, they checked the chip, I signed the paperwork, and, and that was it. Easy as that. And what did that cost? It cost £99. That's amazing. And if you've got two dogs, it's even less, isn't it? It's £150 if you've got two dogs, whereas the normal vet in our area would charge about £200 per dog. And they're called? Pass Pets. P-A-S-S-P-E-T-S. Well, that's really useful. Thank you so much for stopping by, both of you, and for sharing your experience. We'll share that with our audience. Brilliant. I'm back on the Campervan Co. stand with our good friend Gary. We spoke earlier in the week. You were launching this fantastic all-electric, zero-emission campervan here at the show. But how has it gone for you? It's Sunday afternoon. What's, what's new? Uh, we've had an amazing show. Uh, we've had fantastic response, really, to, to the van. Lots of really positive reactions to it. Lots of questions. People are really interested in, in, in what it is. Lots of people nervous about the new technology. This is not the first time we've brought a new idea to the camper van market, so we're, we like people asking sometimes stupid questions. That's fine. So, yeah, we, we've been absolutely delighted. We've sold quite a few, so we're, we're doing good. So, Gary, I just want to know, what is the most stupid question you've been asked? Uh, there's been plenty, but uh, I, think the, I think the best one is, what type of engine is in it? <laughs> and it's electric. It's electric, yeah, so it's quite nice saying to him, it's electric. Another one is, so is it, is it automatic? 
electric vehicles don't have gearboxes. But if you never had one, you wouldn't know that, you would you? You wouldn't know that. So yeah. it's it's fine, and these things are great, and we you know we want we're here for people to ask the silly questions. Why now not? many of the dealers have told me that it's been a challenging show yes. because there's people here concerned about the price in the windscreen. Prices have gone up and up and up. Um, this is surprisingly competitive price, and you'll have to check out the interview with Gary to find out how much it is because I was surprised. But despite that, you've made some sales. How many have you sold? Uh, so far, we've had eight sales. That's fantastic. And, and we've got loads of people coming back, so that we're, we're absolutely delighted. That's brilliant. Gary, yeah, thank congratulations. Thank well done. I'm really genuinely chuffed for you. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to our test drive. We'll speak to you soon. Great. I'm looking forward to it, and, and yeah. thank you for, for your support, and thanks for your enthusiasm. Yeah. Our pleasure. Good on you. This year, we've been really proud to bring that leisure shop to the show with Maypole as well, selling a range of security devices, battery charging, motorhome screen covers, and lots and lots of windbreaks. Uh, I'm here with Pat, one of our team. Pat, how has the show been for you? It's been really good for me. It's the first time I've been to the show, and it's it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. And we've had lots of footfall through here, and we've had lots of interest, especially in our canopies so far this uh, this week. It's been a really, really good week for us. Normally, you're cleaning the motorhomes on our hire fleet, aren't you? <laughs> you're head of our housekeeping team. Are you looking forward to going home? I am, without a doubt. I can't wait to get back in the vans and start valenting them, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> Go home for a little lie down. Yeah, my feet are killing me. Well, look, thank you so much for your help this week. You've been brilliant. And loads of people have commented how friendly the team have been. You and Jordan, friendly faces on the Maypole stand. It's been great. Thank you. Now, I've bumped into someone who is a, a friend of a friend of mine <laughs> and a new exhibitor to the show, XL Marine. Stephen, hello. Good morning. Nice to see you. Now, you're new to this show. It's the Caravan Camping and Motem show, and you've got a stand full of inflatable boats. What's going on? Well, what a phenomenal link you can make. You know, I'm a motorhomer myself, so I've got a motorhome, and what is amazing about caravans and motos is getting out on the water experience. Our boats, inflatable, collapsible, can go into those, those units quite easily. This is our first time at this show, and we've been blown away by, one, the amount of people that come and see us looking at boats while going to a caravan show. And just tell me again, you've actually made some sales this week, haven't you? More than a few. Yeah, we, we've done very well, as we quite often do. How many boats have you sold? Fifteen. <laughs> That's incredible. And, and the best bit of that, they're all spur-of-the-moment purchases, weren't they? Absolutely. You know, we, we love inspiring people to have those adventures and those experiences while using their caravans and motorhomes, and that's what these boats do. That's fantastic. Do you think we'll see you again? Uh, we're already booked for next year. And can you get a space at the October show? Uh, we're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's a busy, full show. Well, it's great to have you with us. And it's lovely eye candy, I have to say. And congratulations on such a great show. You've done really well. Thank you, Matt. Pleasure. So I'm here at the show in February with David. Good afternoon. Hello there. Nice to see you. And where have you come from, David? I come from South Wales. And you're a visitor to the show and a listener to the podcast. That's great. Thank you. That's fine. And uh, we enjoy the banter between you and your partner in crime. <laughs> Young Keith. He's not here today, unfortunately. Uh, I'm holding the reins. So, David, you're here looking for a specific accessory. Tell me more. Yeah. Uh, we're looking for uh, a step that is suitable for my wife, who is a wheelchair user, able to walk a few steps, um, but is getting in into the habitation area, but also getting into the cab, into the cab door. Um, a step that is suitable to be located 
and not having to be moved every time we want to open or close the doors. So it's a matter of the right height and the right width and obviously it doesn't slip, etc., etc. Yeah. So those are the things that we are really looking out for at the moment. Okay, well I can give you a clue and a pointer on where you might find those in a moment. How has the show been for you so far today? Well, the show is uh, large. There's a lot to see, there's a lot to take in. Obviously, we have come not necessarily for the motorhomes or the, the large items. We've come for the accessories to look around to see what's available. Um, again, because of the disability, we are a bit frustrated when you have to go from one hall to the other and then down steps or up steps yeah. or go all the way around. Um, so those are the little frustrations. But by and large, uh, the, you know, the show is fine. Yeah. There are steps on there between one and two, halls one and two and, and four and five. There is a ramp outside in the piazza, but fighting your way back when you encounter the steps to the exit door to get to it is a bit annoying, isn't it? It is, and when you know you are registered disabled, the last thing you want to do is to make your journey even longer than it has to be. Mm. Um, and okay, for those who are pushing, is also you know do we have to push all that way? But there we are. It is what it is. Yeah. So we have to live with that. Yeah. Thank you again to everyone that came to our stand or stopped me in the aisles to say hi. It really is so encouraging to meet you, our listeners. This week we hit well over 70,000 listens and re-entered the top 10 for Leisure and Automotive podcasts. We are now also officially in the top 5% of podcasts globally. Simply amazing. Highlights for me of the show have been the little damp monitor, uh, absolutely brilliant little product, quite a high price and that might be something that needs to be reviewed uh, as we go through this year but a really clever little product. The Campervan Co Zero Emission Campervan was certainly a big highlight for me and made me feel very positive about the future of electric certainly for campervans and so encouraging to hear that Gary has sold so many at the show just brilliant. We were also given exclusive permission from the organisers and the NEC venue to film the show with a drone. So watch this space for that footage. It is absolutely incredible. A true bird's eye view of the show. It is brilliant. And of course, meeting you, our listeners, that has simply been the best bit of this show for me. But there was one other highlight. I went to the loo for a wee and standing next to me was a chap at the urinal who turned to me and said, wow, my wife's going to be so impressed. I said, why? What have you done? He replied, I've just had a wee next to Motorhome Matt. If you'd like to see or hear more of these interviews, then just go to YouTube, look up Motorhome Matt. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.